Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction. And today we uh, hear about Jesus and what his followers call a new teaching with authority. Well, 2,000 years later, Jesus is still teaching us with authority. But are we listening? Are we saying yes to what the Lord is teaching us and calling us to be in the year of 2021? So we're going to be looking ahead to the Sunday Gospel from Mark, and we're going to be hearing that all were amazed at what they heard. When have you been amazed by the teaching of Jesus and how has it made a difference in your life? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, back with us once again, Father Douglas McKay. Father Douglas is a priest in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, founder and spiritual director of Our House Ministries, that located in the Gray's Ferry section of Philadelphia. Father Douglas McKay, a pleasure to have you back on the program today. How are you doing? Well, uh, Chuck, I'm too blessed to be stressed, and I I have a New Year's uh, saying, claim the victory. We already won in 21, and when you claim that victory, happy new you. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd have something. Let me say this, Chuck. Yeah, go ahead. Before you go on. You're talking about our Lord, you know, how our Lord's always amazing, everyone. I have to say this. You know, I always talk about otter God experiences. So I just had finished your book, The Deal, and uh, it was really stunning, you know, it, it, the, the way it was in the back. And, you know, I couldn't put it down, a, a real a real gem. And I just finished it, and then I got the call from Nick to come on with it. But more than that, more than that, I, I, I save my Christmas cards, and I probably will take me until after Easter. I only take one a day, and I put it on my altar. And I pray just for that person, and I save the words. Your card came up today. Oh, is that wow. odd or is that God? The Lord really, truly amazed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are so kind. And uh, let's tell everybody, too, Father Tom Wilson was supposed to be with us today. And he had uh, an emergency back in the parish. And uh, that's what happens when we have parish priests uh, joining us on the program. And Father Douglas, at the last minute, uh, just uh, said yes to our invitation to join us on the program today. Well, I'll tell you, Everything it's... Everything uh, <laughs> divinely ordained and orchestrated. I'm meant to be here. Well, and I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to having you on the program today. And uh, this is our Friday broadcast. We look ahead to the um, Sunday Gospel. It's the Gospel of Mark, as we do every day. We'll open up our phone lines. We're also going to talk about the Pro-Life March. Uh, It's virtual today. Hopefully hopefully you're fasting, doing something today uh, to uh, promote and pray for for a life. Uh, we'll uh, get into that a little bit today as well. But uh, Father Douglas, a pleasure to have you on the program. <laughs> thanks for your prayers. Thanks for, thanks for your kind words. And um, yeah. get us started, though, if you would, and uh, talk a little bit about the Sunday Gospel. Give us an overview. What's going on? Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to tell a story and, and tell you what's exactly going on in this gospel. And I might have told this story before because it's sort of like a Christmas story, Chuck. But it's about a little boy, and there's a storm, and he's really uh, frightened at night. He's in bed, he's sleeping, and it wakes him up, and the thunder and the lightning. And he runs into his parents' bedroom, and the father, he's just snoring away. He wakes up his mother. He says, Mommy, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. And she said, What are you afraid of? The storm, the storm. She said, Honey, go back to bed. Go in your room there. He'll take care of you. You don't have to be afraid of that storm. And the little boy paused and looked in the eyes of his mother as the father snored away. He said, Mommy, would you go and sleep in my bedroom with God? And I'll sleep here with Daddy because I want a God with skin on him. And this is what this reading's all about, Chuck. We have a God with skin on him. He's talking about authority greater than the skies. Or the, the, the scribes, they're amazed at this authority. Where's he come up with this authority? You know, when you talk about people uh, are, are talking, they always appeal to a higher authority. The rabbis will appeal to Jeremiah, Moses, Zechariah. You know, they'll just appeal to higher authorities all the time. But Jesus doesn't appeal to any higher authority because he is authority and he is God. And whatever he says happens just here, you, you know, for the, um, the, the the demons. Get out of it. Get out. And they obey. His word's so effective because it's showing us who he is. He's God. Only God can control nature. He calms storms. If we look at a Saturday's reading that's coming up tomorrow, that he calms a storm. He just stands up and says, you know, be calm. Stop. And it obeys him. Who is this? You know, that even the storms obey him and the demons obey him. This is God himself. And everything he says is powerful. His words are truth that will set us free. Uh, the Father and I are one, he says. He's proclaiming his divinity. And, and that felt when you see me, you, you see the Father. And I think about like in the agony in the garden, when they came to arrest him, they said, where's Jesus in Nazareth? And in the Greek, he just says in the Greek, two words, capital letters, ego a me, which, which is I am. He doesn't say I am he, he says I am. He takes the name of God from the burning bush. Who should I say is sending me to them? Tell them I am, who am is sending you to them. Claiming who he is, he's our, he's our God. And he raises life. You know, only God can give life. Talitha kum, arise. Lazarus, come forth. It happens at his word because he, he's God. He's our God. He's human. He's, he, he's, he's our brother. And he's a God with uh, flesh on him. And, and that's so, you know, it's important for us to realize that. If we just take it all to him, he'll dispel all of our demons. He'll take care of us. Cast all of our cares on him because he really does. Uh, care for us, Chuck. But that's an overview that, you know, really that uh, it's all about the authority. Who is he? What is this? You know, this new teaching in authority. Uh, you know, you have heard it said before, um, you, you know, uh, love, love your, hate, hate, love your friends, hate your enemies. But I say, I say to you, love your enemies, pray for your persecutors, do good. Uh, this is authority. This is God speaking. As you said, listen to him. Do what he tells us. He has the words of eternal life. He is the way, the truth, and the life who comes into our humanity to take it home to where we come from and where we belong in the arms of divinity of our Heavenly Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
Father Douglas McKay, our spiritual director, looking ahead to the Sunday Gospel for Mark. We're going to ask Father Douglas to share that with us, but uh, let's uh, open up our phone lines, uh, toll-free number if you'd like to be on the program. With us today, Father Douglas McKay, our spiritual director, 888-914-9149. You can email us as well, life at relevantradio.com. But uh, the teaching of Jesus, uh, the authority of Jesus, when have you been amazed, and that's one of the words in the Gospel, when have you been amazed? amazed at the teaching of our Lord, and how has that made a difference in your life? Again, toll-free number, 888-914-9149, if you'd like to join us on the program today. So before I ask you to read this, Father Douglas, just talk a little bit about this whole idea of authority. What we're going to hear is that they were astonished, taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. What might have been different about this man named Jesus in the way he he was teaching the people there at that time. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like the scribes, you, you know, the uh, kind of the writers and the interpreters of the law and all of this, that they would always make their case, you know, you know, by appealing to, well, Moses said this or Jeremiah said this. And, um, you know, they would always appeal to, to authority that was above themselves. And what's different here, Jesus is not doing any of that. He's not saying uh, Jeremiah said this or Moses said that. He's saying, I say it. Uh, that he has this power, this divine power, you know, even over demons and over the nature. Get out of the man, and, and they obey him. You know, how beautiful, you know, this is our yeah. God. And he wants to chase all the demons. We all have demons. You know, morning demons. Chuck, when we wake up in the morning, they they start in right away. They, and they are saying is that the worst neighborhood to live in is between your ears. The hecklers come. The morning demons come. The accusers come. You know, I'm no good and all this. And right away, when I wake up, I like to pray the Angelus. You know, start with the good news right away. The word became flesh, dwells among us. And the word is God himself. So, um, you know, the difference is, is that the, the scribes are speaking humanly, but Jesus is speaking divinely. Hmm. Father Douglas McKay, our spiritual director, let's uh, take a moment here. And Father Douglas, can we ask you to share this Sunday's gospel with our listeners today? Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. And glory to you, O Lord. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath... Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him, and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed, and they asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. Gospel of the Lord. And praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father Douglas McKay, as you share that with us right now, what uh, speaks to your heart the most? What jumps out at you? I, I just the, the divinity that Jesus Christ is really proclaiming, you know, his words come out of the man, you know, and uh, and that we all have demons, and he wants to dispel all of our demons. 
But we really have to recognize our demons and name them. If we name our demons, we have a power on them. But there's such a loss of the sense of sin. I don't even recognize my demons sometimes. And I think about, you know, when I'm, you know, working with people with doing the 12-step work, you know, and, and the, uh, the sixth and seventh one, and humbly ask God to remove my shortcomings and character defects. And, um, and then they go on using profanity or, or holding resentments. You know, they're all shortcomings. So to work the steps is to really go to the Lord and, and, and cast the cares on Him, because we can't do anything without Him. He's the vine, and we're the branch. And when we give it to Him, it's a game changer. He transforms it. He makes us like Himself. He takes our sins away, our shame and our guilt, our shortcomings. And when we're really in communion with Him, and that's our only business— you know, our only business is to be in communion with Jesus Christ, with, with, with our God. Our first business is our own sanctification. I need to love me first before I can love anybody else. I was thinking of that in the great commandment, love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. And really, I used to always put um, God first, uh, my neighbor second, and I'm third. And then I realized, no, I'm second. You know, you're second. And I had to take care of me first. I had to go to God, become a saint, and then I'll, I'll bless everybody if I do that. How can I give something to someone if I don't have it? I go to the Lord first. You know, He sanctifies me. He empowers me with His Holy Spirit, and then I'm bringing Jesus to to, to everyone. And and then that's so beautiful, you know. And that's what it's all about—just to let let Jesus act uh, through us, because we can't do anything without Him. And, and if we think we can, it's nothing but but pride itself. So uh, what sticks out to me really is just that, you know, that this is our God, and he breaks into our human nature. It's a narrow way, of course, and we're on a six-lane highway going off the uh, to a dead end. We just celebrated St. Thomas Aquinas yesterday, and, and he said that uh, it's better to go along his way, God's way, Jesus's way, because he is the way. There is no other way. Even to fall down, even to crawl on this way or limp on this way, because his way is leading in this narrow way into eternal life, the way less traveled. And the other way, it's a dead end. It's away from God. And this whole pandemic is all about making a U-turn, coming back home to God, to let him conquer all our enemies and take care of us, because only he can do it. There's no human solution here, Chuck, but there's a divine one. It makes me think of really the uh, uh, divine, uh, the uh, multiplication of the loaves and the fish, where uh, Angel says, you know, feed them. He said, well, you know, it would take 200 days of wages to feed them. He said, but there's a little lad here, and he has, uh, he has two fish and five loaves. Jesus, bring them to me. And when they come to Jesus and he brings them to him, he multiplies a thousand times over. Just bring our little to Jesus. You know, when there's no human solution, there's always a divine solution. And it's Jesus Christ that is the solution, the way, the truth, and the life. Father Douglas McKay, our spiritual director, talking about the Sunday Gospel. It's about teaching with authority, being amazed at at our Lord's teaching. And phone lines are open if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, the teaching of Jesus. When have you been amazed at the teaching of our Lord, and how has that made a difference in your life? Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about in looking at this Gospel, I'm always amazed, uh, 
this, and in this one we hear it, uh, where the, the unclean spirit, the evil spirit says, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And it's always so interesting to me that the evil spirits know who Jesus is, and yet I think there are times uh, when all of us don't really know him. How true that is. You know, uh, to know him is to love him, and to love him is to serve him. That's the other uh, Baltimore catechism that I learned, you know, in in grade school. Why did God make us? God made us to know him, to love him, to serve him in this world and be happy with him in in the next. The next. I used to always say, you know, I'm always on learning things. But the next world, it's not like a pie in the sky and I got to die and and collect it. The next world is what Jesus tells us over and over again. Number one topic that he preaches is on the kingdom of God. And the kingdom... It's at hand. It hems us in. It's that close. And there's two worlds. I can't have both worlds, but I must let go of one to have the other. And, and, and God is so polite. He'll let us have either one we want. But when I let go of this crazy world, I'm talking about worldliness. I'm talking about sinfulness. I'm talking about greediness and pride and lust and gluttony and envy and, and sloth and all those things, all those fun sins and capital sins that we think that are going to give us pleasure and how fast it really fades. I'm talking about letting go of that world, that sinful world, and taking the hold of the graceful world that's here, that's so close to us. I always say Jesus, Chuck, with the same outstretched and saying the kingdom of God is at hand because he's at hand. He's always with us, just as he promised. I'm with you until the end of the world. Every step, every breath, every heartbeat along the way, he's there. And I'm blinded to him because I'm so caught up with this world. It blinds me to the to the kingdom of God. You know, I just think that I let go of the superfluities of the world. Live simply so that others may simply live. And take hold of the superfluities of the kingdom of God, those greater gifts that you don't taste or smell or touch or hear, but you experience with the heart. I believe it was Helen Keller, blind and deaf, said the greatest, the most beautiful things in life are not the ones you see or hear, but the ones that you touch with the heart. I'm thinking about peace and joy and glory and love, the eternal gifts. And when you're caught caught up in that love, and it's all about love, God's love, and whoever abides in love abides in God and God in him. And when you're truly in communion with that love affair with God, he casts out all fears, all anxieties, all worries. He calms all the storms that go on in our hearts. And there's peace, and there's calm, and we touch him, and he touches us, and we can experience him and see him and you know when we serve him and here's the other thing chuck that you know i i can do works you know that are functional you know i have a sense of duty you know and i get tired and exhausted about all that you know but there's also the works that are unction of the holy spirit and when you're really in love with god you want to do his will and then the works become really you know you're on fire you know you're you're, you're it's unction they're works of love all the time it's like you're living in love and god's living in you that's what saints are they show us it's like a, a saint is a new light from heaven that god shines through it's i no longer live i but christ lives in me and i become one with him and he becomes one with me he shares his divinity with my humanity and uh i become god by participation Oh, people, do we know what we forfeit when we start to go into the pleasures of this world and we make that our God? And, and we're losing so much that he wants to give us to, to 
public agendas in this wonderful joy of his, this glory, this glory of, of his. And then we see the world, as Dorothy Day say, uh, you know, that creation, you know, it's, it, it's it really shot through with glory, shot through with glory. You begin to see it and experience it, and you want nothing else. We are talking today about the Sunday Gospel on this uh, Friday broadcast. It's the Gospel of Mark. It's all about the teaching authority of Jesus. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. But as you talk about the teaching of Jesus, when have you been amazed at the teaching of our Lord and how has it made a difference? In your life, Father Douglas McKay is our spiritual director. If you would like to join us, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com/slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thank you uh, for joining us on The Inner Life. I'm Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Jim Schaefer is answering your phone calls. Father Douglas McKay, our spiritual director on the program today. Father Douglas, one of our regular contributors, a priest in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, founder and spiritual director of Our House Ministries. That is located in the Grace Ferry section of Philadelphia. And Father Douglas also serves as the international chaplain of the Calix Society. He is also the Calix chaplain of the Philadelphia unit, that uh, organization proclaiming the Catholic faith to members of the 12-step programs. And I always like to mention Father Douglas's books, uh, Heaven's Homecoming and uh, My Anointing Echoes. My Anointing Echoes is the story of his call to the priesthood. Oh, I love the book. It's just extraordinary in terms of your call to the priesthood and your fidelity to the call and everything you had to go through to to be one of our priests in the Catholic Church. It's called uh, My Anointing Echoes. It's really a a beautiful story of uh, Father Douglas McKay. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Let me just mention that if you joined us late, don't forget you can uh, download the podcast of our programs and hear the entire program. All you have to do is go to the website, relevantradio.com, the Inner Life page, and then download today's program, really any of our programs. Programs are usually up about 30 minutes or so after we get off the air at the top of the hour. And then if the program has given you any sense of hope on your journey, given you a little bit of help, tell somebody else about it. We would appreciate that for sure. Father Douglas McKay, our spiritual director, looking ahead to the Sunday Gospel. It's about uh, the teaching authority of Jesus and uh, everybody being amazed. And phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Uh, The teaching of Jesus, when have you been amazed at the teaching of our Lord? And how has that made a difference in your life? Again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Our email address, life at relevantradio.com. So, Father Douglas, I think I would be remiss if I did not ask you, and again, I love your story and your call to the priesthood, but as you look back on that, when were you amazed at the teaching of Jesus? Oh, well, um, 
you, you know, before, before, if I can just put a plug in for our Calix Society, Chuck. Yeah, you bet. It's so important today. I'm actually writing a book about Bill Montroy, the founder of the Calix Society, and really trying to open up his course for canonization because he was really a spiritual twin of Matt Talbot, Calix, C-A-L-I-X, standing for a Catholic addicts living in Christ. You take the X as Christ. You know, we substitute the cup that sanctifies for the cup that stupefies. But we've been having a lot of online meetings, Chuck. And a lot of people have joined because of Relevant Radio, because you, you know, a few times you have promoted us. So it's really calixsociety.org, uh, and you can see all the meetings we have every day. And it's really international. But anyway, uh, to be amazed, you know, I, I mean, he never ceases to amaze me. Always, his teachings, they are so true. I mean, he's truth. There's no lies in him. And all he needs just to do what he says, and it's glory time, not Miller time. You know, he's taking us up a mountain here, Mount Zion, not Mount Mayan, but Mount Zion to the Father. I mean, he says, I'm the way, follow me. Well, where's he going? He's going to the Father. He's taking us home. You know, you see those little arms spread out at Christmas, the baby infant Jesus. And on the cross, Chuck, he's saying, I come to take you home. I mean, this is such amazing. I mean, this is God hanging on the cross there to take our shame, to take our guilt, and to transform us and to make us who we truly are as the eternal children of our Heavenly Father. But throughout my life, you know, even today, Chuck, I mean, finding your your card the same day, uh, and getting a call after I finish reading your book. I, I mean, I'm amazed. I mean, I see God's hand in everything. Everything is divinely orchestrated and divine. And he's working out everything good. And even death itself, because he has the last word. But I was thinking, you know, my seeing the book and my, my calling. And I, I go back to that first uh, locution uh, from our Blessed Mother where... When I, I know I said this before, but I'd like to repeat it because it's so close to my heart and it's so indelible. Uh, second grade had to go in and uh, we had a, a lay teacher and for religion, a, a Macaulay Hard Mary sister would come in. This one day in May, she said, we're going to write a letter to the Blessed Mother. And uh, she gave out paper and envelopes and wrote on the board, you know, Mother Mary, uh, heaven bound. And, and and then I heard all the whispers. I mean, it's like yesterday. You know, I want a bike. Ask the Blessed Mother what you want. I want a bike. I want a dollhouse. I want a baseball bat. I want a glove, you know. And uh, she said, now write what you want. And I wrote, dear Blessed Mother, please ask your son if I can be a priest. And I signed it, Douglas. And she took all the all our letters and she burnt them in the convent incinerator, airmail. Uh, right, no, she said, no human eyes will ever see these. And I don't even know who this nun is, not even to today. I wonder, was this the Blessed Mother herself? But uh, I went home that night, and I looked out my bedroom window here on Oakford Street, and the moon was full. And it looked like a host, a Eucharist, and it had sort of like a golden cross uh, through it. And all night long, I pestered the Blessed Mother, please, Mother Mary, ask your son if I can be a priest. Hundreds and hundreds of times. And I heard a whisper, shh, my son, go to sleep. Someday you will be a priest. Boy, did that amaze me. Uh, and, you know, here's another amazement, Chuck. When I was in the seminary, uh, you, you know, it's like... Uh, you know, when you get the call from the Lord, like he's calling you, you know, and you got this locution. That's why I call it the echoes, because that's going to echo all through my life. Someday you will be a priest. And I always felt that Mary consecrated me to herself 
by me, her priest son. You'll be a priest, my son. And um, it was just so beautiful, you know. But all through, all throughout, I would hear those echoes. You will be a priest, and it was always an amazement when I would, when it would echo in my heart. But then, you know, when I got in the seminary, uh, you, you know, it was tough times. You know, I'm in the bar and I'm drinking. I, I'm figuring, you know, this is a figment of my imagination. How could that really be Mary? I'm not smart enough. You know, I had to repeat high school to get into the seminary. Uh, you know, why would God be calling me? He'd be calling those guys, you know, with the A's and the and the B's. And, you, you know, I, I was flunking tests like left and right. I, I didn't even know how to read when I graduated high school. I was reading words, but I could never comprehend them. And I, and I did high school all over again to get into the seminary. But even when I'm in the seminary, I'm starting to doubt that word. And I'm in St. Charles Seminary here in, in Philadelphia. And it's the 40 hours devotion. And um, everybody's, you know, uh, wrapped in prayer before the Eucharist. And I got all this stress and pressure on me about all these academic works. I have to do papers and all this. And I just remember, you, you know, I, I just had enough of this. I can't take it anymore. And uh, I kind of like uh, closed the book that I was researching, and, and um, I, I went down to the uh, seminar, to, to the chapel with the forty hours, and I was there, Chuck. And I, I just looked up at the Eucharist, and, and this is the conversation I had with the Lord. You know, it just seemed like everybody was so holy, but myself there. And I'm gazing upon the Blessed Sacrament, and I spoke from my confused heart. So why, Lord, did you bring me here, or did you? Silence. Why am I suffering? I cried. I was happy at Ferry's bar. Silence. Do you want me to leave? I tasted my salted tears. Are you playing games with me? I asked. Silence. Do you want me to leave the seminary? Silence. And I fixated upon the Blessed Sacrament in deep silence. And I heard his whispering three words, Chuck. That amazed me. Three words. Stay with me. Stay with me. And I was amazed. Chuck, I went, I, I, I left there. I, I stayed the midnight. I couldn't leave. He was so real. And I'm walking down the logia, the hallway. And now I'm, I'm kind of like singing, oh, sacrament most holy to myself. And before, I, when I came in, it was like, you know, uh, dragging, you know, I was just hurting. I just wanted to leave. And now, all of a sudden, I'm filled with this <laughs> beauty of being called to the priesthood. And then I go back to my room, and I turn the book over. The first seven words I read, God does not play games with us. Boy, he knocked me back on my feet. But talk about amazement. There you go, Chuck. So amazed. The Lord's always amazing us, you know, because he's always with us. And there's no coincidences, only God incidences. We always say, is that odd or is that God? It's always God, Chuck. Father Douglas McKay, our spiritual director on The Inner Life today, talking about being amazed uh, by God like uh, those hearers of the Lord uh, 2,000 years ago, as we hear in the Gospel of Mark. When have you been amazed at uh, the Lord in your life, uh, at his teaching, and how has it made a difference in your life? We'd love to hear the story toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Let's uh, take a phone call for you. And Ted, listening in Boston, you are up next. Thank you for waiting, and you're on the air with Father Douglas McKay. Oh, good afternoon, Chuck. Good afternoon, uh, Father Douglas. Um, the beautiful thing, there's so many beautiful things about, about being a Catholic, but I think for me, 
it's understanding like the lives of the saints and how they interpret scriptures and who they are and the lessons we can get from them. And I will say in my own life, as far as you know, reading um, reading the Bible and just being immersed in the faith, one gospel writer that I that I kind of haven't been able to connect to, I kind of don't understand as much, is is uh, Saint Mark. And I have to say, just kind of like the word I got, or just the feeling, or the charism I got connecting to Father Douglas, that you almost seem to be an interpreter of St. Mark. Like, the thing is, reading St. Mark, St. Mark is, I wouldn't say like simpler, but it's just, he focuses so much of his gospel on miracles. And I think there's an aspect of our Catholicism, our charism, but maybe we don't focus on miracles as much. I mean, there are miracles all throughout the New Testament, but for me, it just seems sometimes hard to understand when St. Mark focuses so much on miracles, but miracles are, are just such a key part of our faith, and just even listening to Father Douglas and his story, his stories, and, you know, his um, what, what you're explaining, I just kind of understand St. Mark in a different way. Like, it, it, like I would say his gospel is more like unadorned, like simpler, direct, and earthy. And it just seems like, just listening to Father Douglas, I have a different take on, um, on St. Mark now from, from listening to you. And like one of, the, one of the books of the New Testament over the course of the last few years that I've really come to appreciate so much more, and, it, and it's really not long, there's only five chapters, is St. James. And the thing is, like with St. James, I'm a big fan of his because there's so many, for the short gospel, for the, for the short work that he has, there are just so many points of wisdom. I just really, you make that connection. And I think with listening to Father Douglas, I'm connecting to St. Mark in a way that I've never really connected before. And I think that's just, you know, just a gift of the Holy Spirit, how someone can really open that up to you, or you can kind of feel what St. Mark is trying to say by me listening to you, Father Douglas. So I just, you know, once again, every day, you know, if we're open to it, we have blessings. And that just blessed me by the fact that you just, you're like an interpreter of St. Mark. I mean, I've never really heard it before in that way or connected, but I really have to say that I kind of understand him more in a way that I've ever, that I ever have before. And just even to appreciate what he kind of stands for. And it's just the miracles in our life. We just have to look for miracles every day. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, Well, thank you, Ted. Uh, you, you know, some time ago I was on with Chuck, and, and we talked about the Gospel of Mark. It's my favorite gospel. And, um, you know, when I'm wo- working with uh, one-on-one with uh, people in recovery that are really struggling, we try to get them to the spiritual dimension because they have a spiritual malady, and that's the remedy. And I always recommend the Gospel of Mark. It's only 16 chapters. And uh, you just take a chapter a day to keep the devil away. But Mark, you know, here's the thing. 
with Mark, you're not um, you're, you're not a, a spectator. You're a participator. He draws us right in, and Mark is always racing. You know, uh, all of his uh, you know he's like a his Greek is like a teenager, like uh, like teenagers on the bus, always using the word and 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 he's rushing to the to the cross and he's rushing to the to the tomb. And it's like if you go all the way, I'm skipping way ahead here, but if you go right to uh, chapter 14, verse 52, there's a young man there. Right, and the guards grab him his sheet, and he runs away naked. Who is this young man? And it's always always saying that. Well, the the Last Supper was celebrated in Mark's mother's house. That's where the Christians would meet. And Mark's a young boy, and Jesus is to Mark like his, uh, uh, like a you know a mentor. You know, he's like the the, uh, the great superstar or, or football player. You know, and and Mark is just head over heels in love with with this Jesus. And uh, he, he wakes up when he hears them singing hymns, and he follows along, and he hides behind like a tree. And ha- remember, Mark is the first gospel. The other ones will copy off of Mark. Now, where does Mark get his information here? Here's this young man behind the tree, and he hears Jesus saying, Father, take this cup away, but not my will, your will be done. How, how will we know that? Oh, except for that young man who Mark is saying, it's me, <laughs> you know, because the other apostles are sound asleep, their bellies are full, and Jesus is out there, you know, regurgitating his last supper, sweating blood, and yet Mark can hear these words. But here, here's the thing, the young man, now hold on to this. Now we come to the tomb, and at the tomb, Mark ends his, his gospel with verse 8, which says, they were afraid. What a way to end the gospel. You know, the scripture writers are saying, well, maybe Mark died, or it was an old manuscript, they lost the ending. But they'll tack on, you know, the post-resurrection appearances. But that's high-polished Greek. Mark wasn't that. So you know it's not Mark, but why would he end his gospel there? And why would he change at the end, uh, the angels at the tomb? He puts the young man at the tomb again. It's like Mark is saying, I was there. I was there, but maybe not uh, physically, but he was there spiritually. And, and, and why he ended the gospel there? Because you end the gospel, and I end the gospel. I experience the risen Christ. I become amazed. And then I end the gospel. I'm a walking gospel. I'm a new light from heaven. And then I uh, end that beautiful gospel of Mark. And see, the whole thing is when he comes to storms and, you know, chases out the demon, it's me. He's doing this to me. You know, it's personal. It's always personal. And and Mark is such a beautiful gospel. And uh, thank you for, you know... uh, Ted, for, for sharing that, because you just confirmed, confirmed me, you know, in, in promoting yeah. Mark's gospel to so many people. But yeah. it, it's, it's all about each and every one of us. Yeah, Ted, thanks so much. Nice to have you on the program today. Father Douglas McKay is our spiritual director looking ahead to the Sunday gospel. It's all about being amazed. And uh, when have you been amazed uh, at the teaching of our Lord Jesus? And how has that made a difference in your life? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us 
innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Father Douglas McKay is our spiritual director. Father Douglas, a priest in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, founder and spiritual director of Our House Ministries, located in the Grays Ferry section of Philadelphia, also serves as the international international chaplain of the Calix Society and is the Calix uh, chaplain of the Philadelphia Unit, proclaiming the Catholic faith to members of the 12-step uh, programs. And, uh, and uh, Father Douglas, uh, just real quick again, I just want to put that website out there again it's calixsociety.org if somebody else yes. wants uh, more information about that yeah uh, so check that Thank out you, just want to be sure i was right no, yeah calixsociety.org yeah great great work talking today about the sunday gospel and i want to get to another phone call at least but can we talk a little bit uh, father douglas about uh, the pro-life march it was scheduled to be today in washington dc the march for life and because of everything going on the pandemic social distancing um it's, it's going virtual today Day. So obviously we're asking everybody to fast in some way today for life. And I guess maybe the question I wanted to ask you, and maybe in light of the gospel, but certainly in light of, of um, yeah. the teaching of, of our Lord. Here we are 48 years after Roe v. Wade and Doe versus Bolton, more than 62 million babies have been um, aborted uh, in the wombs of their mothers since uh, that decision. And I guess maybe the question is, how do we stay hopeful when it just doesn't seem to be getting better? Right. It's a good question, Chuck. And uh, remember what Christian hope is. You know, Christian hope is not something like, I hope, I always say the Eagles, you know, will win the Super Bowl. Always with the World Series, or I hope it doesn't rain on my picnic, or, or I hope I hit the lottery. You know, that's worldly hope. Christian hope is I expect something that's going to happen. You know, I anticipate something's going to happen. God is at work. He's bringing good out of evil. And he won't stop this pandemic until he can stop it gracefully and bring mass conversions back to him. God the Father has one concern, getting us home to where we belong in heaven. Our concern is getting this world back, getting my jobs back, getting my money back, my comfort back. God the Father... He wants us home with him in heaven. And, yeah, Chuck, it's a storm. You know, this is a storm. Alan Keyes, he was the black Catholic years ago, was running for president. And um, there was a debate, and and someone asked him, and and Alan Keyes, his platform was morality. That's what he was was campaigning on, morality. And and someone had said to him about pro-life issues, he said, you know, uh, Alan, there's more than just – Pro, uh, you, you know, pro-life issues, and more, more to life than that. And he said, let me tell you something. He said, if you're on a ship, and, and that ship has a hole in the bottom of it, you better fix that hole first before you take care of the other problems on the ship, before you take care of the electric and the plumbing, or that ship's going down. That's what abortion is. We're going to go down. Mother Teresa of Calcutta said that any nation that permits the killing of her young will not exist as a nation. And certainly, 48 years, it's been a tsunami. It's a storm. You know, uh, we've been weathering this storm for 48 years, and, and the Lord is putting up with us. You, you know, someone said, because the United States have been so faithful and so good to other nations. You know, we were the bread bre- back breakfast, uh, the bed, the bread basket of the world, feeding the world. And God saw all the goodness in so many people here. So it's like that Nineveh, Jonah, you know, repent, change, come back home. But uh, just one story, and I'll, I'll, we'll go back to the telephone calls. Chuck, um, 
Tomorrow's reading is about the storm. Jesus gets up and calms the storm. He can do it. You know, give him permission. You know, trust him. You know, he's in the midst of every storm. And I just want to say this about my brother. My brother was the president here, and he was a Vietnam veteran, and he suffered post-traumatic stress disorder and had a nightmare. He was jumping out of bed, and he jumped into his bureau and broke his neck. And for 14 months, he was paralyzed. Everything had to be done for him when he was doing everything for everybody else before. But uh, he's my big brother. And when I was little, I was caught in the midst of a storm, Chuck, and I was afraid there. And there were there were nine of us in a two-bedroom house. And I remember the storm, and I slept with my brother, Harry. And in the storm, as he snored, I reached over and I just touched him. And when I did, I was with my big brother. And I, I want sound to sleep. All we need to do, reach out, touch our big brother, our God. He sees what's happening. He knows what's happening. And he's working everything out for good. And it's about salvation. It's about eternal life. It's about going home to be with our Heavenly Father and all our loved ones for all eternity. Yeah, wow. Father Douglas, yeah. Father Douglas McKay, our spiritual director, talking about being amazed uh, by God, uh, looking at the Sunday reading uh, gospel from Mark. Let's take a phone call. And Chris, listening in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hello, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Father Doug, I, I love hearing your story, so thank you for sharing. Um, one quick story for me uh, while I was listening on the radio, I just wanted to share with uh, listeners. Um, I, I used to play professional football. Um, I'm now a teacher, um, and, and so I played for 14 years. I played six years in the NFL, but many of my years were um, in different types. And at the end of my career, I played in a league called the United Football League, and it played for only four years. And at the end of my career, at the end of this league, it was uh, it was kind of fledgling. It was uh, not doing real well. So. Uh, and the uh, going into our last game, it, there was a lot of speculation that the league was not going to continue, that we wouldn't be getting paid. And as professional football players, if you're not going to get paid, um, you, you just don't do anything. And uh, so there was a number of uh, players, uh, especially younger players, that had that attitude that I'm not doing anything uh, instead of being like, hey, you know what, let's let's practice a little bit and prepare in case we do get noticed that we will get paid for the games. And so um, I actually got into it a little bit with one of my younger players. I was a quarterback. Um, and so I got into it with one of my young offensive linemen. And uh, it got to the point where we got face, and I don't know why I did that because I'm not real big, but this guy was real big. And uh, we got into a face-to-face with him and – and just had an argument about going out and practicing, preparing, and all that kind of stuff. And after that, it made me really think, like, do I want to put myself in harm's way uh, for these guys? Because as a quarterback, you have to trust your linemen to block for you. And, uh, frankly, I, I didn't trust those guys at all, that they would put in the effort to help protect me. And so I had a wife and four children at home, and, and uh, I was a breadwinner, and so I'm like, do I – do I play this last game? And I prayed. I went to morning mass. I remember that week. Um, and, and I was really thinking, like, God, please tell me, what, what do you want me to do? And kind of like you, Father Doug, I, I wasn't getting any answers. Um, and I was really praying and asking hard. And I remember I, I made my decision. Uh, I told the coach Tuesday night that I wasn't 
going to be playing, and the coaches were really surprised, and they couldn't believe it, and they understood, but they just they didn't know what they want, you know, what they're going to do without their starting quarterback. And I didn't tell anyone else. I didn't tell any of the players. The next day, Thursday morning, went to morning mass again. You're like, God, do you, is this what you want me to do? And again, nothing. And then I sat in the meetings, and I was with our offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, and the whole offense, and he was going over all the plays, and I, I wasn't listening to anything the coach was saying because I wasn't going to play. I, I had already told him. But then all of a sudden I heard the voice, and the voice says, you love this stuff. You love it. And I did. I, I, I mean, I absolutely loved it. I loved playing. I loved being the leader. I loved being the quarterback. I loved being out there. And, and I was like, yes, I do. And he said, play. And I'm thinking, despite all this, you know, being able to trust these these guys to protect me. I have a family, Lord. And he just said, play. And so I knew what I had to do after the meeting. We had a little breakout meeting with our quarterback coach, and I just told him, I said, hey, I, I got to go downstairs and talk to the linemen. And I remember I poured out my soul and just talked about my feelings and, and all this stuff. Um, and I remember I, I walked out of that lineman room and I just started bawling. <laughs> I just started bawling because I, I really didn't know why at the time, but now looking back at it, it was just grace. Just grace broke in to my heart. And I was like, okay. So I went up to my quarterback coach, and I told him I'm playing. He's like, awesome. And so we played, and we ended up losing the game. And I ended up tweaking a, a muscle in my shoulder. Uh, and thank goodness it was my last game of my career. Uh, because I wouldn't have been able to play. So I thought it was a little tweak, but it ended up being a little bit more than that. Long story short, um, I ended up having to file workman's comp and ended up making, uh, you know, getting paid uh, because of that and took care of my family and all that stuff. So uh, praise be to God. Uh, yeah. You know, he hey, hey, Chris, I, Chris, I want to jump in here. Chris, I want to jump in here. We're going to have a, a, a time issue, and I want to let uh, Father Douglas weigh in on the story. A great story. Thank you for sharing that. And here we are, Father Douglas, uh, this whole element of, of trust and listening that God will amaze us, won't he? Really? You know, uh, trusting in the Lord, Chris, and you, and you did it, and, and he gave you a word, play. You know, uh, you love the game. You know, where's that come from? That's infused from God in your heart. That's your talent to express and you honor God when you do that and, and when you felt that tears come up you know you, you, God was touching you from the inside they're called like spiritual delights you know we have consolations that come from the outside the sunrise coffee with a friend walk on the beach but God was touching you from the inside you heard the word and, and the tears were flooding because you were experiencing God's will for you so great for you you followed the, the will of God you trusted him and, and keep doing that Chris Chris, God bless you. Thanks uh, thanks for joining us on the program today. Father Douglas McKay, our spiritual director, and Father Douglas, uh, we're less than 60 seconds away from saying goodbye to our listeners today, and we'd like to close with a final blessing. Okay, Chuck, I had so many stories, but here I know. is more important. <laughs> you know, just, uh, I, I think about all the women, you know, that grandparents, mothers that are suffering yeah. with the effects of abortions, and I just want to pray for them as well, that for God's healing graces. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, thank you for always being with us, Jesus. 
we're coming to take our shame and our guilt and to restore us of who we really are and to let us know that uh, you always have the last word. Nothing's wasted. You take those little children home to you where they all belong. So bless our nation. Bless our hearts and our world and all of us and keep us close to you, Jesus, all the way home. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Douglas McKay, thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday.